Hello, everyone out there in the world. This is Mike, Mark, Sean, for another issue of the Combo Beast Podcast. Episode 163 is here. We have so much crap to talk about, I can't even wrap my head around it. This week in comics, of course, plenty to get into. DC, Marvel, AWA is back with two hitters. 007 from Dynamite, Boom Studios, Image, just to name a few. In news, uh, Marvel, a lot of postponements, but DC, on the other hand, has some brand new shows coming out this November and December, and we say goodbye to the late, great Angela Lansbury. And over in sports, NFL Week 5 is in the books. Week 6, we preview. College football Week 6 is over. Week 7, we preview. The NHL is back. That snuck up on all three of us, I think. NASCAR is done with the round of 12, and we head into Las Vegas baseball playoff baby so sit back sit tight and get ready for a brand new episode of the comic bookies podcast and welcome back everyone to the comic bookies podcast episode 163 thank you all so much for listening to wherever you get your favorite podcast that collides the worlds of sports and comics I am Mike. I'm here with Mark and Sean. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, Wednesday, October 12th, 2022 is New Comic Book Day, so go out there and support all your local comic book stores. For us, it's Alex over at TI. He's got all the comic book goodies that you need, old and new. Actually, you know what? He just posted today. He's got some a new shipment in of old books, so if you're into that, go out there and get those damn books. Uh, fellas, what's going on? It's been oh, two weeks since we've seen Mark. It's been a week uh, since I've seen Sean, so glad to have all three of us back in the seat. But how's your Tuesday going? How's your the beginning of your week going so far? Everything is good, bro. Like you said, man, it's Tuesday Eve. Can't complain. Uh, happy Mark is back. That's probably the biggest thing with me, man. Mark is back. He's in the land of Disney. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a dent in the wallet, considering all the prices are now increased. I think you just beat that, so that's a good thing, but... No, happy you're back, Mark. And, of course, Mike, hopefully you're having a good start to the week. What's going on, fellas? Yes, 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 my guys. I'm back here to collab and make the world's greatest entertainment and uh, sports-based podcast with my brothers. But glad to be back. I'm back up north from Southern California. A little bit muggy down there. Um, One day was pretty good, but as the week continued on, I don't know if there was some monsoonal type of uh, front coming up from the south and um, got kind of muggy, man. I looked at the temperature at one point. It was like 75 degrees with like 67 percent humidity. I was like, man, almost equal. So L.A. was getting a little toasty down there. But nonetheless, always fun. Got to go with my kid and just uh, great times, man. Just so much different to see your kid just uh, evolve through her disney uh world life cycle through her disney career if you will um not one time we had to wait in line this time to wait for a princess to take a picture (laughs) so it's just uh you know you don't really realize the time killed having to wait in line for like 45 minutes just to take a picture with ariel right which is cool when they're like three four years old don't get me wrong but man just to see my kid kind of like being a big girl at Disneyland and doing the big girl rides. It was uh, really fun, man. I really, uh, it was probably one of the shortest lived trips I had at Disneyland, but uh, probably the one of the funnest, I'd say. What was her I favorite think, ride? 
well, it's not a ride. It's an experience these days. But, man, that Rise of the Resistance was pretty badass, I'd say. Oh, yeah. It's just the way they set it up, you know. It's like, you know, Disneyland, they make a way of just, you know, when you're standing in the line. I don't know, like that Indiana Jones, when you stand in line at night, it's just the oh, setup, so, the experience. Right, so immersive, right? It's immersive, right? Right. Pirates. Pirate. Oh, pirates. Man, I love pirates. But I yeah, imagine. but, you know, just the with the modernized technology and since Star Wars was just built and all those rides were just built right. pretty much, you know, it's just the technology, the time, the hours spent, the money. You just look around. You're just. Then you finally get on the ride and you're just like, it's like stages, right? You feel like you're filming a damn movie, like you're in the studio. It's just badass. So I don't know if Sean's been on it, so I won't uh, spoil it too much. But when I went there last time, the Falcon, or what is it? The the other Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon was the only one that was open. Rise of the Resistance was still under construction. I can see why (laughs) it would take a long time to build that one. but. Just great times, dude. Just um, I didn't get to spend as much time at California Adventure as I wanted to. Um, but That's where the booze is. What the hell? That's where the booze is at. I got some booze, <laughs> but um, it was fun, man. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Nice. Now, did you did you wait in the line for Rise, or did you pay for the 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 single Genie Plus, the single Lightning Lane? No, we just waited in line. I mean, most lines weren't too bad. We got lucky with a couple of them that were like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I'd probably say the one that was not worth it the most was probably the Haunted Mansion for the um, the risk on the risk on. I mean, not the the return on investment, because it was probably the longest line we waited in. But the ride, you know, it's all right. They make it all crazy in there for Halloween, just completely redo the whole thing. It seems like. Well, that's why they. That, that's why the line's that long. That's why the line. People want to see Jack and Oogie Boogie and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Exactly, and then they all want to like, since it's Halloween time, you know, the Haunted Mansion. It's like everyone wants to ride that ride as well. But um, yeah, probably for return on investment, I'd say it's probably the worst, the best. Uh, Indiana Jones was probably like 50 minutes, 45 minutes. But that right. one's fun. My daughter's first time going on that one. How were the but fireworks and like Fantasmic and they the didn't shows and all have, that? They didn't have fireworks when I was there. Because I think they were only doing them on the weekends now or something. Pat, my wife said something about that. They might uh, have. Okay. I don't even think they had them on Friday because we were Thursday, Friday. I don't even think they had them on Friday. And you th- and you th- and you were there till they closed. Yeah, not yeah. They had that. I think they had a new Fantasmic show though, where they brought it back. They were announcing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like all that stuff. I mean, it's it's cool to try to get the the primo spots right for the um for the fireworks week. But sometimes, like especially if you're only there, like like I'll be there for only two days in February. I'm not sure how many days you were in the park. But like sometimes it's just not worth it to like you have just to get a good spot. You have to wait in like in at your spot and sit on your ass for three hours. It's like, eh, I'm good, man. Like I could get like five or six more rides in that time because all of you clowns are just sitting around for a fireworks show that you've seen two, 20 other times before. Yeah, like, it doesn't do it for me. Like if my obviously if we go and the kids want to do it, of course, you know, I'll do it the one time. But eh, I don't know. To tell you the honest truth, I kind of hate when they have the shows because they start blocking everything off. You can't really. Right. 
Dude, it gets so it, dude, so congested. I feel like it like it's the same amount of people in the park, but since things are getting blocked off, I feel like it gets even more congested, right? Of and it's just, yeah, and it's just it's wild. I just I almost don't really like when they have the events. They just start pushing you everywhere, and people are waiting, and the strollers get stacked up, and it's just mm-hmm. it's wild when they have like the events. So sometimes I'm kind of like I kind of take. I kind of like to take that time to try to get in line for something while everyone's waiting to oh, watch yeah. it. That's so, when that's like when Pirates goes down to like 15 minutes. It's like a walk on, you know, it's like barely any time uh, waiting. Right. You got to go to Peter Pan at that time because for some reason, as soon as those gates open every goddamn day, Peter Pan's already a 45 minute wait. Why? Like everyone, I mean, that's probably the best ride in Fantasyland. You know, you get up, up into the boat and you're like above everything. And like, I think they revamped it a little bit. They kind of up, updated it. And but it's been like that for years, I think. Classic, huh? Yeah, and of course in Fantasyland, there's no, you know, there's no taking advantage of of uh, Genie Plus and Lightning Lings. There's nothing like that in Fantasyland. So uh, is that like, like the original? Is that one of the original lands? Huh? It has to be. I, I would assume so. It's right beyond yeah. the castle. Yeah. So I like that one. I definitely like the Alice in Wonderland, not the teacups because I'll get sick, but the other one right next to it. The one that's like goes outdoors and then back indoors. I think that's one of the coolest uh, yeah, slow rides I, like that. I think I know which one you're talking about. They got Dumbo over there also. Right. It's, it's the one like right next, like right, you know, you could spit on the Matterhorn. It's so close right there. I know. I heard the podcast last week with you and Sean on it. It was uh, mm-hmm. great. Um, that was oh, awesome. You, so, yeah, but uh, um, I, 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 you were giving out you were giving out some pro tips to Sean, and I just want to give out a pro tip right now to anybody. Ooh. Okay. Oh, pro tip for anybody that's listening, all my comic book fans. Sean's putting his headphones right back on. To join He's us. back. <laughs> I'm giving out pro tip right now, Sean, for Disneyland. If you decide, we still on Disneyland. Let's go. If you decide, oh, come on. Of course, we're still on Disneyland. I mean, dude, this podcast, it's you guys, you guys love the damn rap. But anyway, <laughs> if you, man. if you guys, um. Decide to go on that one ride. It's a small world. Just pro tip. Do it after 5 or 6 o'clock, bro. Because if you do it like first thing in the morning, it's going to be in your head. Oh, it's a small world. The most annoying is I actually hate that ride. I actually hate it. I do hate it. That's the ride I go just The best thing about that. Well, the best thing about that ride is the AC is like top notch, top notch. If it's a hot day in June, July, you go there. I'll wait a damn 90 minute wait just as. It's closed October 22nd, I want to say, to November 11th because they're putting in the Christmas theme in there and stuff. So I did see that. And Indiana Jones is closed for three days in November, the 14th, 15th, 16th. So we are going to be able to be there when it's open. Okay. Thank God. Little Mermaid's AC is per, isn't too shabby itself. Okay. Either, right? I think half the times that I'm on that ride, though, it, it shuts down. And Sebastian's like, please, no. everybody, stay in your stay in your shells. We need to have a TCB ranking of the best AC uh, rides right? at Disney. Best bathrooms, you know, best hell yeah. <laughs> we should do that. Oh, the best bathroom is the one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pro tip, <laughs> ding ding ding, pro dude. Tip. The one by the carnate by the Carnation Cafe, dude. That is a good one. Oh, uh, when especially, yeah, because people walk in, they don't want to really hit. I mean, I guess you would think they wanted to hit the bathroom, but dude, I went there when they had one of the shows. Nobody in there. Nobody. Bro, the, and the worst one, 
worst one is right when you walk into Adventureland, right before you hit the Jungle Cruise. That one in the corner right there, like when you can walk from Adventureland into Frontierland, that one's a freaking worst. Oh, it's a nightmare right there. I mean, I mean, when you want to compare the worst, you know, the worst bathroom in Disneyland is the best gas station bathroom along Highway 5, of, you know, bar none, hands down. But still, you know, when you're paying that much money. I want some tip-top shit, you know? Yeah, New Orleans has a decent bathroom by is where it, you get the beignets and the oh, the mint juleps. Oh, oh man. Oh. Oh, did you did you have a beignet? Oh, yeah, they weren't as good, <laughs> though. He? They weren't as good. They weren't. What? Yeah, Sean, we're going to need your opinion up here oh. in about a month and a half. But okay, you'll last, definitely be getting it. They weren't as good as pre-pandemic so, when I got them. So pro tip, though, you go to the New Orleans-style uh, the jazz club, like the restaurant in downtown Disney, right next to it, they have a place yes, you can just walk yes. in and out and get fresh ass beignets, yes. and there's never anybody in line. I don't so know if I've it. had those ones. Are they shaped like Mickey? No, they're the square ones. Okay, those might be better. I don't think I've had those. I remember the ones I got last time. Maybe these ones just weren't as fresh as the batch that I got before right. when I went. But I remember them being a little fluffier. I don't know. They just they were just a little bit different. I don't know mm-hmm. what it was. Right. But, you know, the julep was on fire, though. Oh, man. (laughs) I wanted I wanted a jug of that thing. Like I said, it was six sixty seven percent humidity. I was like, dude, give me a a jug of that mint julep. Nice. Well, I mean, of course, this podcast is always going to throw out some tips and tricks and some news about the park. So I'm sure we'll be you know, giving a few more of those little, you know, gems out before Sean goes. But let's get uh, let's move on, fellas. Let's get into the uh, comic book section of the podcast. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to shout out some of the books that come out tomorrow, the 12th of October, 2022. Wow. Year's almost over. Unbelievable. Uh, coming out from D.C., Wonder Woman 792, Superman, Son of Kal-El 16, Batman versus Robin number two, Batgirls number 11, Jurassic League number six, Marvel, Amazing Spider-Man 11, Daredevil number 4, Venom number 11, Wolverine 25, and Ghost Rider number 7. Just to name a few, actually a bunch of books coming out from Marvel compared to DC this week. Image gives us Spawn 334, Do a Powerbomb 5, and then a new book, Hitomi number 1. Boom Studios, Once in Future 30, and a new book, The Approach number 1. Dynamite gives us 0073, and AWA, we have Year Zero, Volume Zero number 1. And Erratic Recharged, number two. I will say before we get into the comic book section and talk about the books we read from last week, it was thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed doing the contest over the last week or so. Thank you all so much for, you know, the over 100 people who were, who joined the contest, who followed the Instagram page. I checked this morning. No one has unfollowed us. So that's pretty cool. Usually you see that word, a bunch of people, and if they don't win or whatever, they're like, ah, screw this, and they unfollow. So Thank you all so much. I will be sending some DMs to you probably tonight before I go to bed to everyone who won uh, one of, I think, seven or eight books and the pop toy. And those will be going out to uh, some lucky fans over the next couple weeks. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I know it's the first of, you know, many giveaways. And yeah, before we get into the comics, I think it's definitely a big thing that we want to just applaud everybody for involving themselves with it and just to stay following us and now you know start engaging with us and listen to the podcast man so it's the most important thing guys listen to the product 
Right. And it was cool, too. Like one thing I will say is I remember vividly one of the people who commented says, oh, I was tr- I'm trying to get that pop toy. I also wanted to get the the C-3PO one they had at the Giants game or whatever. And that person won the Black Panther pop toys. So I was like, oh, like the universe just spoke and gave this 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 person uh, the pop. So that was pretty cool. Uh, OK, uh, this, guys, new, was- this new fan. Huh? That's it. New fan. Yeah, I know. So hopefully all these people. So hopefully we have one hundred and five people downloading the podcast at the same time. So thank you, everyone, so much for supporting um, low stack for me. I only got three books this week. I think I got mm, what was it? Amazing Spider-Man, Daredevil and 007, I think, is all I got this week. So Alex is uh, graciously sending us a handful more number ones this week. So sometime in early November, right after Halloween, I'm guessing we'll do a nice little spooky giveaway for everyone. So stay tuned for that one. But yeah, man, um, I will I will say going into this week, I was like, oh, man, I, I, I thought I wasn't going to be able to read the stack that I had. I had like seven or eight books. Plus, I wanted to get the Harley Quinn 30th anniversary done. But man, I freaking went off last night. I had a cup of coffee. I did. I, I didn't lay in bed. That's the key. Don't lay in bed while reading because three Pro pages. Your, first your eyes are going to be laying Pro down tip. after. Oh, man, like this. <laughs> I just go on the couch instead with the light on. Got my coffee, got my oh, water. Yeah. You know what? That's funny that you bring that up, Mike, because we're going to have him on the podcast soon, the uh, owner of Treasure Island Comic, our beautiful sponsor next week. But we were actually having this conversation in the shop like, what, two, three weeks ago? He said, dude, I usually stand by the counter or whatever. He'll have like his drink or whatever he's having or coffee. I don't know if even know if he has coffee, but I was like, dude, that's that's a pretty good idea. He was like, I just don't sit down. I'll stand up and read like three, four, five books. I was like, dude, you're right. Right. I should try that, right? Like, you know, because I'm always laying down, sitting down. It's just see Mm -hmm. after like (laughs) nine o'clock curtains. Right. Right. So I mean, I would probably say between nine thirty and midnight, two and a half hours. I got everything read. Uh, and most of the Harley Quinn. And then I finished up the Harley Quinn last night because we decided to record tonight on Tuesday. So that actually worked out in my favor. So who wants to start? Just start throwing them out there. I really only had maybe like two or three that I wanted to profile and talk about. Everything else I can just say yay or nay. So go ahead, yeah. guys. Uh, this week, definitely look forward to Daredevil. I mean, that's right off top. Mm. Very, very excited for that. You know what I read? And I really, really, really liked it was that uh, the Two-Faced oh bro that was right i'll save that for last and i I just just want to get it out there that was hella good like actually really good you know as well as books i caught myself like ooh, this is good like this is actually really good and and this was one of the ones that scared me that i said to myself oh dude i got harley quinn in this one i'm never finishing this but i was like so awake shot and like it, aware and, and it, it, it felt like it was a regular like maybe like an annual or something it didn't feel like this thick of a book it was a really really good story i thoroughly enjoyed it great yeah uh, an, another fire uh you know single issue from uh mariko okay. tamaki amazing that was stuff. freaking bomb um i am gonna actually i uh, just really quick uh bring up an image story that i brought up uh to mike prior to the podcast which i'm not gonna get too far into because i know mike's gonna read it but junkyard joe number one which Mike did uh, mention is a spinoff of Geiger. And yeah, it was actually just really good. I liked it. Kind of takes place in that war times, Vietnam War. And basically, Junkyard Joe is a robot that everyone thinks is human. And once kind of like a mortar grenade blows up on him, they think he's just a soldier that's dead. He just goes straight Terminator mode, stands up <laughs> and 
all hell breaks loose, but not. It, it's it's badass. It's really good. Towards the end, there's definitely a little bit of like, okay, that's why things are kind of playing out the way they are. So it it left a nice little cliffhanger per se. So you're gonna like it, Mike, for sure. Right? No, I can't wait. Um, but yeah. Did so you, I, I mean, go ahead, go ahead, Mark. No, I was gonna say, what are you guys thinking about? Um, have what are you guys thinking of? Well, I'll stop it. Start here. Have you actually read the Spider-Man, or what are you probably up to nine? Um, yeah, I think I have a Spider-Man issue to read next week. It's it, it, the, the same week that the Detective one came out, the newest Detective. I'm on that one next week, so I think that's, that might be Spider-Man as well. That's that's number ten. Okay, so ah, trippy story. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little different. I can see where you were coming from a couple of weeks ago. I just read number ten as well. Um whatever it's all right we got number 11 coming out what tomorrow so we'll see are you guys excited for or are you guys even getting sorry what is it that batman uh incorporated or whatever number one um i'm not brother that was a close that was a close cut for me because because i liked the story you know that involved all those guys and i think it was a uh, batman uh annual and so I was like, oh, man, because it said, like, you know, um, you know, the story continues in Batman Incorporated number one. So <clears throat> I did not get it. Um, hopefully you can give some insight. And, and, and then maybe if it's that good, maybe then maybe I can jump it's, on it. I, I wonder if I wonder if Ghostmaker is just going to go by the wayside if you don't just continue reading, reading, you know, through that story, you know. Right. Well, it's like it's kind of like story. it's going to be like a spinoff and it's going to be like his story right it's it's mm-hmm. like the joker it's like the joker but it was really what jim gordon's type story right yeah um i mean yeah so go ahead and let me know next week if you like it um you know or, or whenever you read it and then maybe i can jump back on because i will say i will i'm very close to dumping um it pretty early in the story uh, i just read issue seven of the batman superman uh, world's finest it's just not really hitting for me you know so i might drop that one um the limited series, I think it's the last installment of Deceased. So Deceased, uh, War of the Undead Gods. This was an, actually a pretty good um, issue. Uh, Mr. Sinestro of the White of the Yellow Lantern Corps, the Fear. Um, you know, he tra- he kind of joins the battle with the other Green Lanterns. They try to uh, defeat you know Darkseid and everything, but of course, the an undead Darkseid is probably more dangerous Darkseid than regular alive Darkseid. So. Uh, the end of the issue pretty much ends with Sinestro just getting his head torn off, and then uh, Darkseid puts on the yellow uh, ring of of power. Special appearance by Mr. Kaysen Powers. What's up, little buddy? I love that shirt, Tiny Pliny. Oh, I love that shirt. That's an awesome shirt. Um, let's see. Aren't, were we, aren't we getting that... Uh, uh... One of those other uh, books is that this week or next week? The Joker that looks in the mirror, or something like that. That was just that was just this past week. I I just got number one. The the Joker. Okay. The one who, who stopped laughing or whatever. Yeah, uh, okay. I, I I was wondering. I I just I, I I didn't make my way to Ti because of Disneyland, so I didn't get a chance right. to pick it up. But I was I thought it was this week. That was in last week. Because I'm looking forward to that one. I know you probably haven't read it, but mm-hmm. I mean no, if you. Yet. I've read a bunch of stuff, and I got a fat stack here, brother. And um, if you want to go ahead and uh, like kind of go off of your stuff, maybe I can chime in and give the stuff that I haven't read because I mean, did you read ten sixty four? Um, ten. Is that for a detective? 
is that the the one detective? That, I don't think I think that's the that's one that I did not. Yeah, that's the one that I didn't read. That's like the one book I have left to read. Before I was I able to up. sneak that in from that week. That one is actually pretty good. You like nice. that one? Nice. Yeah, you like that one. A couple of the other short stories. Uh, the deadliest bouquet from Image. That one's pretty good. I I just like some of these just oddball kind of short stories that I don't really have to you know invest too much time and money into. The Lonesome Hunters from Dark Horse. That one's kind of wacky. It's pretty cool. And actually, it's issue number three. Actually, the story Blink actually picked up so the story was kind of um uh, you know explained more and it got it, it made a lot more sense uh finally it took to issue three so that one's got uh, uh immensely better uh before we jump into any other like the main ones we usually read i will say guys i texted you about it An- another great story um it was the stuff of nightmares from boom studios rl stein our childhood one of our childhood heroes in the world of of, of books and media um, you know, I watched those made for TV movies. I read, you know, I had like 40 of the books or whatever, but, uh, just an awesome first issue. It kind of felt like an episode of, uh, night of, uh, no, what was it? The, the crypt keeper, whatever that, whatever that show was, where it was kind of narrated by the skeleton guy, you know, the crypt keeper. And then it got into the actual story. So the guy who's narrating it and stuff, he's jumps in, in the beginning and then the end and stuff. And it was cool. So, um, awesome first issue for that one. So that's pretty much it for the ones that are like, you know, short stories or like number ones that I got. Well, shoot, bro. We might need to get back on that Two-Face talk right now. What else do you get? Well, yeah, I mean, because the Flash is just... Uh, Flash, Merda. I, are you I talking mean... 786? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Because I'm reading Dark Crisis, so it's actually good because it's actually a tie-in, right? It's actually a tie-in without me having to spend extra money on a tie-in because I'm already, you know, subscribed to yeah, the Flash. Yeah. So you guys not being subscribed to Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, it might be confusing. So actually, even though I'm kind of like upset and like I'm, you know, just ready to finally, finally after years and years dump it, but this was probably a better issue for me than all three I mean, of you guys because you guys don't really understand the backstory of it. I don't understand the backstory, Mike, but I'll tell you this. I don't know. I think it's because of the, um, it's like the family's involved. I'm a family man now. You guys are family man, right? You guys are family men. I like to see like the kids, the wife, you know, we had that, what was it, that annual or whatever of him reading his wife's book. And now I, I'm not going to say it's the best, but I'm not going to drop it. But, you know, I've kind of enjoyed the flash. It's been all right, dude, to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's not the the worst. It's definitely not the worst I even read this week. So you know, we, we've just been reading. I'm gonna, stick, we, we, I, I'm gonna stick with it, but it's it's like, why am I putting it on that upper echelon of Batman, Detective, Superman, Action? Like those, are like the four books that I will forever be subscribed to. How much more do you like Crisis compared to the Flash right now? I mean, I mean, Dark Crisis is pretty good. I mean, I'm reading it at the same time of the flash the flashpoint you know like that one the new flashpoint one so it's like really cool um you know huge stories going on at the same time and usually i get them on the same week so i can read them back to back so i don't really have to you know you know read one and read and i mean they're not connected but it's just cool to kind of read those two in a row even though i'm not a big like you know event guy you know i i hold a special place in my heart for flashpoint and for you know 
Crisis on Infinite Earths from the 80s and stuff, that OG one. So, yeah, I mean, I like it. So You read the Captain America story, Sean, symbol of truth? I did, bro. I liked it. A little Number Black five. Panther in there. Black yeah, Panther action. that was cool. I talked about it with Mike last week. Yeah, bro. I mean, I'm happy you read it and you're back here. But, yeah, dude, it's pretty crazy how they go to Wakanda trying to get that little terrorist, which eventually gets apprehended. But they look kind of like turn on cap. Like, bro, you can't just be showing up. Thing. you could do whatever you I'm the, want and yeah because yeah because uh well the sister right is the prime minister mm-hmm. now yeah you disobeyed orders that now like um black panther kind of feels for him he shows up at the end and he says like oh i wouldn't have done that but i'm i don't i'm not in i'm not in charge anymore and um whatnot so i thought that was i thought it was a pretty cool story right uh I, i'm kind of enjoying it i like i said i like that one more than the other captain america the uh steve rogers one right now so yeah that one's pretty good so um another one that i probably in you know that i did enjoy but uh what are you doing i don't know i read the nice house on the lake you guys probably haven't yet that one is freaking it starts off slow but it's crazy i'm actually gonna put this on the other side of my uh list for next week hopefully or the week after when you got whenever you guys get to it i think i read it next week so it'll be next week dude um harley uh you saw the story in the 30th anniversary i read number 22 that one's pretty good a whole new story where she uh got a bunch of money from uh going on this mission to the moon for uh, luke fox and uh, now she's buying yachts and uh, ice cream trucks and just doing all types of crazy stuff. And uh, she gets into some stuff, some deep shit. Uh, and pretty much we have to see what's going to happen in 23. But that one's been all right. Uh, public domain is great. With uh, kind of the same. I'm not really too much to update on issue four of public domain. They're kind of just in the same uh position with the brother uh uh saving the other brother from the damn bookies and freaking the dad still whatever doing the uh getting paid for his comics but now they're gonna start a whole new series with his son and actually the female that got all the documents for the dad in the first place from that scrummy guy that owns the production company anyway she's gonna be joining them to write comics so we're gonna see where that series goes and uh i'd say human target is really really good as well i like to have that one back from uh tom king it was on hiatus throughout the summer but man what a great story that one is if anybody is reading that one let us know um i wish you guys would have got on it but you didn't but it's an awesome story um I can tell that Mr. Tom King likes to write about, you know, those love romantic type stories a lot. And um, he's pretty good at it. So why not? I will say my favorite. Um, Let me see. I can never pronounce the name. One of my favorite stories in that 30th anniversary was the uh, I mean, I got his cover, his variant cover. But Stephen Stephen Sedgich, whatever his name is. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that one was pretty good. Um. You know, where she's where she's talking with Harley and stuff. I mean, Harley's talking with Catwoman and then it kind of goes back and forth where Pamela Isley, you know, Poison Ivy talks back and forth with Catwoman. So that was pretty good. I did like that story. Even the one yeah. after that, even the one after that with her um, where it was like the wacky, you know, it's like the animation. It's like the 
I think it's probably the same artist who's currently doing the Harley Quinn book, the one with the uh, where they go through the the, the safari. And they have um, and they have the two hyenas and and, and they, they the oh yeah um it's not, that's the one her and Kevin go searching for Bud and Lou the, the two hyenas and whatnot yeah, yeah and yeah. then they whatever she had to put them into the because of she put them in like animal rescue because she couldn't have them at the apartment yeah and she just yells hot dog <laughs> and they come running <laughs> oh yeah that's funny but the I one mean, you're talking about oh, go ahead. I will say that back to back to back though, that those two stories and then the one that comes out of the pages really of of criminal sanity that makes me want to go buy the you know the trade paperback the hardcover of criminal sanity and read that that's I love that that aspect and that take on Harley Quinn of her not really being psychotic mm-hmm. but her being like she's she's you know working for the GCPD she it's just different than what we see. No makeup, no court gesture outfit, no hammer, no baseball bat, no hyenas. It's something completely different. But like she's also still so involved with the Joker. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's really, really cool. Makes me want to go grab that book. Just like I, I love the canon. I love the continuity of these stories. But at the same time, I love the off stories too. Just as much, sometimes even more. Dude, right? That's the one Gordon, he's he's trying to convince them that like the cold the Joker is doing all the killing and then she's like, right. No, no, it ends up being uh Pamela Poison Ivy, right? That mm-hmm. was that was a good story, you're that right. Was a good one. That mm-hmm. was dope. Yeah. And then yeah, the other Sajak one, it's um what they're like she's all like, um what is it, Pamela's being all submissive towards uh Harley, like saying, Oh, the Joker runs you, he does mm-hmm. like what you want and Dude, that was a great story. Yeah. And then she goes out and she tries to freaking or doesn't she like try to handle Penguin or kills Penguins and his goons are all trying to freaking get yeah, her. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She's got him at, uh, at gunpoint. Right. Yeah. 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 The first story was pretty decent when she teams up with Alfred and she like wakes up in bed next to him and whatnot. That was one with the Portuguese. Um, That's uh, des- right. Dessert that you sent us a picture of. <laughs> the pastis de nata, the custard pastries. That's really, really good, dude. Nice. Cease um, and Decease was all right. The second story as well. This, that Suicide Squad mission with that dude, Kamikaze. The, the Kamikaze <laughs> dude named 15 or whatever. Yeah, he just had 15 minutes to do the mission. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. It ended up being 15 minutes left of his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because of Waller, dude, that was a that was actually a pretty funny story too. I have to save the kids. Oh, sorry, kids. Yeah, I don't want you just run away. Don't look. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. just explodes. Yeah, nothing happening here. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I mean, that's pretty much it. Besides, of course, the uh, Batman One Bad Day, Two Face. I mean, I think these are going to be all be great stories. You know, the Riddler one was good from Tom King. This one's good. I think we're getting the Penguin one next week, or I think next week maybe. I'm not too sure, but yeah. Like once a month, we're going to be getting these books for, I think, six or seven weeks. And it's going to be really, really good. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, like that was like one of the first stories, like I could say, like the Riddler just really like it just got me. Like Riddler Two-Face, Two-Face, he just really got me like, dude, this character is like he's badass, man. Very, very manipulating Mm -hmm. how he goes from, you know, throwing that kid off a ledge and getting arrested to getting a freaking second chance to being the one who basically freaking forces his dad to kill himself and you know batman almost you know, freaking bites on the bait and yeah right and it's pretty cool how they kind of you know put a little of the current canon in there with uh tomato or no, sorry nakano of course yeah being the cop at the time and then he goes back and he has the eye patch and stuff and then he's mm-hmm. in there so that's pretty cool man it's pretty cool but it's always been like 
Two Faces thing is, you know, uh, him and Bruce Wayne, Batman were friends like before he got, you know, the acid poured on him from um, Don Maroney, you know, and it's just an inner battle with him because you don't know, like you, you want to root for him. He's the guy, he's the villain. Sometimes you want to root for him. He's really trying to do good. And all of a sudden, I mean, the end of the story, he says uh, it basically, right. I am who I am and I am Toothpaste. <laughs> I mean, right. Just, you know, takes care of his dad. And <laughs> I just love the stories with the, like, Oh, the, um, the balloons, the balloons. Right. And then she like scans the balloon and it's got like the toxic gas in uh-huh. it. And the, the cake. Right. You're going, you're going back and forth from Batgirl to Cassandra Cain, back to Oracle, back to Batman. It's like you're going, it's it's like it kind of gets your heart racing as you're reading the panels and flipping Dude. the pages. You know, it's pretty cool. It's like sometimes it it makes you feel like you're actually watching uh, a show or a movie in kind of slow motion, right? Did he plan it, bro? Sometimes you can even hear their voices. Sometimes you can hear the voices in your head. Sometimes you can actually hear like a soundtrack, like like a crazy like from the Dark Knight, like a crazy like you know, you know like remember that scene where he had to choose which ship to blow up. You know, mm-hmm. and, and then and they, mm-hmm. and they decided not to blow up either ship, but just that eerie sound. You could just kind of feel it in your head as you're reading some of these types of stories. Really, really cool. That page that we read that Two-Face actually opens up the letter that he shows Batman. Oh, I need your help. I actually had a feeling this is going to be Two-Face behind the whole thing. I just mm-hmm. randomly had in my head like this ain't by accident. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But I'd ha- I don't know, dude, like, like when you talk about like feeling like so submersive in the story it's like this human target that i just read it's like uh it's greg smallwood on the art right but it's i don't know how they're collaborating or who's thinking of the art i I mean we know tom king is just like a great writer but dude it's just it's freaking awesome like the interaction between him and the chicks at this uh the main character uh christopher uh what's his name chance right and dude it's just like it's basically fire and ice right and she's uh He's like supposed to be like with ice and he's like playing both of them in a way to try to get down to which one is like tried to poison Lex, but basically poisoned him because, you know, he takes the hit for these people. But, dude, it's like the way like Tom TK writes like the interaction with the woman and then the way that it's like drawn out. It's just freaking awesome, dude. It's like mm-hmm. those are like the one books that I try like to really submerse myself in when it's like a Tom King book or something or yeah, I, like even these black labels or whatever. It's just like, I know that they're going to be so damn good. It's like when I'm reading like that Spider-Man or something like that, you know, just something more, you know, elementary, I guess it's just, but some of these like darker books, I really like to like submerse myself into them, man. It's really, right. it's like my form of entertainment, right? You guys know, I always talk about on the podcast, you guys are more of the streamers and whatnot. You guys watch the shows. I mean, I get my form of content really through these books. So, um, man, it's freaking great, dude. You really do. You hear the voices in your head, man. They're in my head. I hear them. You know, you really have to try to get to do both. Mm. I read all that, and then I and then I watch. I'm I'm catching slowly catching up on the DC animated movies. I'm like now up to like 2016. I just but you finished, know what? I, I feel like, like Throne of Atlantis, Batman versus uh, it's hella shows. Batman versus Robin, and I just finished uh, uh, Justice League Bad Blood or, or Batman Bad Blood. I just finished that one. So, yeah. Got a, got a lot more, obviously, because they make like three or four of these animated movies a year. So it's pretty crazy. But no, I'm working my way through them. Um, but yeah, so that's it for the books. Um, go out and get those books. 
you know, we, we just gave you so many books, so many ideas, especially a couple, a couple of these number ones, like the Junkyard Joes and the one shots, like the Two Face and the Harley Quinn 30th anniversary. So go and get yeah. those books, folks. Or get like the Human Target when it's trade paperback, it's right? Trade, like, yeah, because it, it'll be cheaper than buying individual copies, right? And it's just, it's fire, dude. Trust yeah. me. Okay, well, a uh, couple of news, you know, a uh, couple of news things to throw out there. Yeah, so Marvel uh, pauses Blade. Secret Wars, Deadpool, Fantastic Four, these are all delayed. Uh, Blade is still trying to find its director, so I don't know what's happening over at Marvel, but uh, a bunch of delays, you know, I don't know if it's the climate, the economy that we're living in right now, so, you know, they want to delay these movies, but then they want to increase our prices over at Disneyland, pretty crazy. Um, But on the other hand, um, I just watched both the trailers for both season four of the Titans and Doom Patrol, so that's going to be especially Titans. Titans looks badass. That uh, season four starts this November and Doom Patrol season four, part one of the season starts, I believe in November, December of, of this year, 2022. And part two is going to come out later on in 2023. So that's pretty cool. Which um, one do you like more between both of those? I know I started Titans. Oh, and I, I know I'm totally, still behind totally on that. Di- it's totally different. Um, if you watch like Suicide Squad and of course, if you ever watched uh, Peacemaker and stuff like Doom Patrol is that type of comedy where it's it's based off of uh, Grant Morrison's uh, run on Doom Patrol, I believe. And it's just so out there. It's just so out there. It's like, what did I just watch? It's 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 like the type of crazy stuff that you saw in Herogasm, that episode of The Boys, like crazy. St- I mean, not huge, long, you know, trunk like penises, you know, like not like that. But it's like it's crazy. Like, what did I just watch? And that's every episode of that show which is so crazy right um but i will say overall i would take titans 100 percent, 100 percent titans for sure all of the easter eggs all of the characters that we see um really really good uh the portrayal of most of these characters are spot on really really good um no i don't no big news that i heard really from new york comic-con i will say that one of the highlights that i watched most of the interview actually um christopher lloyd and michael j fox reunited had they had a back to the future panel and stuff boy is he in bad shape though bro and it's sad to see man unbelievable um he can barely walk i mean he kind of had someone help him walk down there and then when he's answering questions he's kind of kind of fumbling over his words and um kind of slurring his words you know like how you know it's, it, it just sucks. It's, it's that kind of disease where it takes over, you know, the brain, like the nervous system and stuff. And, you know, it's the body's just kind of failing him. And I think he might get to the point where he's going to kind of be like Muhammad Ali, unfortunately, where he's got the, you know, the uncontrollable shaking um, motion. And then I, I, I don't ever like when's the last time you heard Muhammad Ali speak a word, right? It was kind of like, you know, really low, you know, mumbling. Like I never saw him in my lifetime speak like he did like when he was talking that shit when he was like bro at the end of his career he was already in some ways mumbling like literally like his last couple fights larry holmes era when he fought him like he was pretty much already mumbling already and then you see michael j fox like he couldn't really control like his facial expressions he couldn't really carry himself and his whole like just he's just moving back and forth it was like he was constantly just moving you know um but yeah it's kind of sad to see that so it's, 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 it's like one of those things I, I start to think about the worst things, right? Like I start to think like, why did they have the reunion now? 
Like, what do they know that we don't know? And all, all of a sudden, all of a sudden now, 2022, they want to have the reunion. Is it because it was probably maybe a 20, 30, 40 year anniversary of the movie? Maybe that's the case. But then again, it was like, oh, dude, like, what if, you know, how many more chances are they going to really have? Right. It's, it sucks. It sucks. Sean, do you have any more um, pieces of news? I will say that, um, shoot, what was it? Later this year or early early 2023, I think. Um, obviously, we we broke the news last week uh, that January 27th, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Ra- uh, Railway is going to open back up uh, to start celebrating the 100th anniversary of Disneyland. Uh, so Toontown's opening back up at that time. But I think late this year or early next year, Super Nintendo Land it will be opening up in Universal Studios Hollywood. So, man, if if there isn't a, a reason to go back there, man, I don't know what would be. That That's going to be really, really exciting to go. Uh, the only news that I got was the one that I sent you. And I, when I seen it, I just stopped because I know how important Kingdom Hearts is to you. <laughs> and, yeah, I think, yeah, they're gonna have, so they're basically making a new game, I'm assuming. Is that what I kind of well, read I out mean, of it? It was kind of like in 2003, you know, they were starting to make a movie, but then Disney put a stop to it. And so finally, he, um, the guy was able to release an 11 and a half minute video, but it was basically kind of like it looked like, you know, in the like, like a moving storyboard. Pretty much it was like all the storyboard. It didn't look like a movie at all, really. It did have the voices, uh, the original voice of Riku and, and Kyrie. You know, they were in there, but Haley Joel Altman was not Sora. It was somebody else. So um, but yeah, just to see to get a little snippet of what could have been, ah, oh, man, you know, so may, maybe one day, maybe, like maybe one day they'll, they'll, uh, you know, they'll make a, the, the Kingdom Hearts movie. Uh, Mark, do you have any uh, bits of news or anything from the world of entertainment, comic books uh, or not before I get into our last story? Um, not necessarily, brother. I have to go clean some stuff up. I don't know if you guys mentioned it, but there was like some news a couple days ago from the Comic-Con in uh, New York, right, on Marvel. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, if, if you're talking about the delays, then yeah. Yeah, I think that's it, the delays. And um, like, I think they came out with some news um, on like uh, new like Venom and Carnage stuff, too. Mm. Oh, maybe uh, I missed that. Yeah, uh, never mind. Yeah. OK, well, yeah, because that's like the thing, like San Diego Comic-Con had. Do we spent 10, 20 minutes on all the bits of news from the Marvel DC, you know, like even D 23 had more bits of news from Disney, Pixar, star Wars, Marvel, than a whole comic con did. So, um, but then again, I kind of like that, right? Like if you're going there for mainly to meet your favorite writer, like if you're not going there for a panel, but you're going there to get this book signed, this book signed, I'd love to be at that kind of comic con rather than, you know, going there. I have to see game of Thrones, blah, blah, blah. So speaking of game of Thrones, Sean, uh, you're all caught up um over the last week damn you i I, i'm i'm behind on sundays we are only two days removed from sunday so how do you like it up until then so i am obviously up until uh what's his name takes over the dragon i love it bro all these younger characters are starting to get like more developing roles and because you know how important they actually are going to be when they're older and uh you hit the time jump i think it's yeah in that episode number six, I want to say for the carrots. Yeah, we we watched six last week. So if you if you're all caught up with mm-hmm. seven, we're right before that. Yeah. So, but no, I, I like it. I just like the 
I really like the character development in this one, actually, because these kids are kind of like they're actually really important more than people think, you know. And they do a good job of kind of uh, piecing together the, the you know the missing years that you don't see, right? Because I do know that you know from the preview that you know um, we go even further into the future, right? We go even further, so that now the kids are a lot older, different actors and stuff. So I don't mind it at all. Right. It took us, what, seven seasons to, you know, to get where we were with Daenerys and Jon Snow and all them. And now it's taking us seven episodes to go like 20 years in advance. And I don't mind it at all. Right. You're going to get like a, a huge story that I think that they made. I think they're doing a season two. I think it's already been kind of greenlit. So. It's already been greenlit already. I'm just curious is where we're at now and what I see in number seven. Like you're going to obviously see it's like, OK, like they're making so much happen. And exactly. You said seven episodes. And that's like right. a 20 to 30 year jump, right? Not jump, but like just period between episode one and seven. So it's going to be interesting, bro. Right. There's definitely more to talk about later. Um, Just with. You know, how, how you know, oh man, like how how they grow Rhaenyra and the relationship with, you know, with with her. What was her name? Um, shit. Alicent. Right. You know, when they were friends and then all of a sudden, boom, she gets, you know, kind of married off to the king. And then the relationship now is like super bad. Like she wanted to freaking stab her, you know, like the eye for the eye and everything. Like it was so crazy how that, you know, and and that's the whole thing with episode one. Like the narrator in the beginning of the show was like. The only thing that's going to tear this house down is themselves. And so this is the whole, you know, everything leading up to it. So it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. Um, I, uh, probably not tonight, but maybe if we get a little break before I start the work week tomorrow, maybe we'll sneak in episode seven. If not, then we'll try to get it in, um, you know, uh, two episodes uh, next week. So, um, is, yeah. Is Go it ahead. just me? Sorry. Is it just me or do you do I feel like there's barely been any movies coming out in the theaters lately these last couple weeks it's been well, it's dry the, i mean it's not the summertime you know you have like the summer's the big season to release stuff because a lot of kids are out of school you know it's so. i thought it would be like around the holidays isn't everybody going to like movies on thanksgiving and christmas and all those holidays yeah some do some people who don't celebrate those holidays yeah for sure so yeah um I yeah, just well, feel like it's we'll been kind of dry. I'm just looking up the box office numbers. Uh, we give them out sometimes. Uh, what is it? Smile came in at first place. I don't even know what that is. What is it? Uh, Life, Lyle, Crocodile, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile. Oh, yeah. Amsterdam, The Woman King, Don't Worry, Darling. Those are your top five there. But Yeah. Well, one more piece of news before we get into the sports. Uh, we say goodbye. So cue up the uh, music again. I don't like doing this, but, you know. I mean, when people are that, you know, uh, influential in the worlds of sports, comic books, and, and what so. But Miss Angela Lansbury um, dies uh, dead at the age of 96. For people who are a lot older than us, Sean Mark and myself, um, she was in the show Murder, She Wrote for years and years and years. Uh, we know her as the voice of Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast, the original Be uh, Beauty and the Beast movie, you know, um, who sang the very famous Beauty and the Beast, um, you know self-titled uh, song and uh, also for other older i think it was yeah i think it was before obviously um beauty and the beast she was in another um disney movie bed knobs and broomsticks so i haven't seen that in a long long time it was even old when i was first like born and kind of watching this movie so i've seen it like once or twice but i don't remember that so um 
yeah, rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. I mean, I, you know, Mrs. Potts, man, that's it. You know, for me, at least. I'm not, I'm not my parents' age, I'm not even my grandparents' age to, to watch the murder she wrote, but Mrs. Potts was, that was it, man. Early 90s, Mrs. Potts. R.I.P., man. Yeah, I remember uh, the murder she wrote show. I actually recall seeing her, like, on TV here and there, but it was never kind of like, yeah. you know, a character that I really, or actress, sorry, that I ever really watched or anything. I mean, yeah, I think she died, like, five days shy of her 97th birthday, so a long, long life. Uh, very, very successful, so we say goodbye to Emily Lansbury. And we say goodbye to the comics and, and entertainment side of the podcast. Let's get into some sports. Um, shoot, let's do... Let's get into the NHL. So NHL is back. There was two games going on tonight, and Sean told us in pre-production that, of course, we don't have any NHL for like another week. Like the, there was, there was one game. I was wrong, though. No, I was wrong. We do. I think the ESPN app screwed up. They showed me a Sharks game like on ten eighteen, but when I went on the NHL uh, filter and ESPN and looked at games, mm-hmm. we actually do have games going forward starting today and. Yeah, I think there's eight games tomorrow. The Sharks play, I believe, on Thursday, followed by Saturday. So they got the back-to-back home game. But yeah, tonight, the good old Golden Knights, uh, I think they visited the L.A. Kings and defeated them 4-3. to three. And we had a second game where yeah, the, the Rangers... Yeah, the Rangers beat the Lightning at home 3-1. to one. So yeah, so that's what's mm-hmm. today, Tuesday, so Tuesday 11th, so the 12th. Yeah, so we have a bunch of games. We have... What, two, four, six games tomorrow, including my second favorite team, the Kraken. Uh, they visit the Anaheim Ducks. I, I, man, I wish the Seattle Kraken would not be in the Pacific Division because their whole, that logo and everything, uh, the whole color scheme, I thoroughly enjoy it. Maybe because it kind of is on the verge of becoming sharks, you know, with the teal and the blue, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, the defending Stanley Cup final champion, champs, uh, Colorado Avalanche, are at home against the Chicago Blackhawks. They got some sweet ass. I don't know if you saw the video. I think I sent it to you guys, but the video of them badass bro rings. How they open the box and there's like a little screen that shows like a montage, like a highlight reel of them winning the cup and stuff with the music in the background. Man, if that was one of if that was mine, I'd cry. I'd cry like a baby. Well, the way they have technology these days, I mean, the rings themselves are freaking monstrous. It seems like, especially for N- uh, NFL, all the crazy things. They need the Rams, like their own freaking little customized stadium inside their ring with whatever cute stuff they do. But just the way they kind of portray like, imagine just opening a box. You have a screen. It knows how to start playing at the right time. And it's just a highlight reel. And who knows the emotions, the goosebumps. Like, we did that. That was us right there. And, yeah, bro, the way they presented that to the team is pretty freaking awesome. So it says the Sharks are 0-2. Did they play a couple of those games, and did those count as games? Don't so, tell me that. I want to be off to a nice blistering start already. I know we had uh, two games already, and it's funny because they did kind of stand out there. I believe, I think, Nashville, I want to say, or something like that. Yeah, they're both like against Nashville. We lost both of them, and it says we're 0-2. So, I'm opening up currently the standings right now in the so NHL. So, which is so super yeah, scores and debut Predators top Sharks in Prague. They played in like the Czech Republic or whatever, like overseas, kind of like how the MLB does in Japan. And I think Damn, we did, bro. They did count it. Oh, my God. We're already 0-2, minus 4 goal differential. <laughs> and uh, they were both... Actually, let me see. Yeah, one was considered a home game, one was considered a road game. Jesus Christ. I, I was just looking at it. I was like, oh, yeah, the season starts, you know, like tomorrow. Oh, so those games were, you know, for, of course, preseason. Nope. 
oh man, I just noticed that. So they're at home against the Hurricanes for their home opener of the season, but they've already played two games in their 0-2. Oh, cool. That's freaking cool. Uh, so more of the same for the San Jose Sharks as far as the last couple of years are concerned. So we'll get into NHL uh, in the next coming weeks as, you know, uh, the NBA comes back and as far and when, you know, um, MLB, NASCAR kind of winds down their seasons. But of course you have MLB starting their postseason right now uh, in the in the time that we've recorded last week, Sean, we've had plenty to get into. The wild card round has already come and gone, you know. A lot of upsets, you know, the Mariners are off to the second round, although they lose tonight in game one against the Houston Astros. The Phillies surprise everyone, and they won today against the Atlanta Braves going up 1-0. The Yankees off to the Guardians are kind of a surprise against Tampa in the wild card round, and the Yankees take care of them 4-1, and the Dodgers take care of Mark's Padres 5-3 to to take a 1-0 lead there. So, I mean, yeah, I think there was a couple pretty... There were some definite. I mean, I'm, the Mets. That's right. The Mets just absolutely. Scherzer and Degrom. Sorry, show. gentlemen. Yeah, they are out. Um, so we'll see what kind of money they spend in the off season to atone for that one. So definitely some good games um, going into t- going into this first, you know, uh, divisional round. So yeah, man, we'll see. So those so those four games were played that I just kind of. Uh, you know, talked about, and then tomorrow was only Phillies Braves game two and Padres Dodgers game two uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. And what about those games, man? I mean, thinking about those, I mean, Padres are almost in a must win going against just the juggernaut of the Dodgers. And then th- those Phillies, bro, those Phillies are playing, I think, better than anyone expected. I mean, to go in and beat Atlanta, I mean, Atlanta was, they are, that's them. They are who they are. They're in the Phillies, bro. <laughs> I don't know how they're freaking playing. They're just hitting the ball really well right now. Castellanos, I think, had a fat day today. Bryce Harper, another pretty good day. And dude, those NL matchups are, I think, a lot better than people think. I mean, hopefully the Padres, for, you know, I think entertainment's sake, can still one and make that a series and the Dodgers don't just freaking bulldoze them. But, yeah, that Phillies game to still one on the road, that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mark, what say you, man? Like, what, like what, what makes you think that the... Padres are going to, you know, hold off the Dodgers and beat them two out of the next or three out of the next four games. Uh, I like the manager. Obviously, I've watched well, him real close for, for obvious reasons. of course. And I think he's pretty competent and I think he's got, you know, a lot of talent around him. The fact that they were able because that wild card round, if I'm not mistaken, there's no traveling, right? All three games are played at the higher seeds uh, home. I actually don't know that <laughs> because I, I don't know because I don't I don't think that. they would because in baseball you play consecutive days I don't think they would go from New York to Sandy I, I mean it had to have been all three games in New York I didn't watch I only watched game three um but just watching game three seeing them kind of like take the series away from uh, New York Mets which were one of your you know favorites pretty much the whole season here. And, uh, you know, with Melvin and just the way that, you know, what he could do with much less than Oakland and just seeing him, I just kind of thought. And also, I think that the Dodgers, Sean would probably know this a lot better than I would because it's his uh, division. I think the Dodgers kind of own San Diego this season. And I'm thinking that, you know, when the postseason comes around, it's like you can only own a team for so long till they get you. And um, I was hoping 
to see, you know, San Diego be able to prevail in this spot. Don't know if it's going to happen with them losing tonight, although keeping it close. But it's still a long series, guys. I think these go seven. They're not five anymore, if I'm not mistaken. Or they might be five. Are they five, Sean? I think the division series is still I think five. division is five still. Uh, and then yeah, uh, you yeah, might the- be right. In the championship series and world series of the seven. Yeah. I think they kept though. I think, I think they kept it five, seven, seven because they were like cool with having now a, not only a one game, but a yeah. three game little mini series. So like, you know what? We're not going to make it, you know, we're not going to jump all the way to seven, seven, seven. We'll keep it three, five, seven, seven. So, yeah. So Padres got to win next game to kind of keep it in there. So, or it's going to be looking kind of grim for them, but right. Yeah. I mean, just split the first two, you go home, it kind of gives you a home field advantage. You already have one win on the road and you got two at home. So yeah, for sure. Just don't go checking Musgrove's ear. I mean, the thing was shiny though. I ain't That's lie. embarrassing, bro. I mean, I, I, to a degree, I, it is in the rule book, but checking the guy's ear is just like, you're almost looking for someone to cheat. There's pulled, a difference of like trying to catch someone cheating, but when you're legit looking, like, come on now, man. He There's pulled a, the good along Kane Polly, the, uh, what is it? The Ben Stiller in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, no. When he's like, hey, no. Is it a long? It's it's not. A, was it a long King Polly? The one where he the guy and he's like he hates germs, and then they're like he doesn't eat the peanuts at the bar because the peanuts oh. people go to the bathroom and take a piss and don't wash yeah, their yeah. hands and oh, eat the yeah, peanut, yeah. and then he's in the bathroom and the dude's taking a piss next to him, and then he's like talking to him, giving him like a pep talk, and then he like takes a piss and doesn't wash his hands, and he pats him on the shoulder, oh, and then he like right. he wiggles his little <laughs> earlobe, <laughs> he's like ah. Uh, Girls, that was him and uh, Jennifer Aniston. That's right. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, the so yeah, so three home teams win, and the Phillies seven six twelve hits take advantage. Man, they 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 got to freed Mr. Max Free with all his wins this year. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Seattle gave up the booty in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah. Unfortunately, three one three run home run. Damn it. And you called Seattle. I remember you liked them at the beginning of the season, or you were saying, yeah, you know. I mean, I knew it was a 20 year drought, but, it, you know, like just from what, you know, because I do a little bit of research, you know, for a few <laughs> for the few days that I have right before we do the <laughs> season preview show. But, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely liked them. I knew the A's were going to be down. I knew the Angels were going to be down. So, you know, and I kind of thought that the, you know, the Red Sox and the and the Blue Jays and the, you know, all those teams were going to beat up on each other. And sure enough, it, it did happen when, you know, and then. Actually, what helped him was the Central actually beating up on each other. You know, the Twins and White Sox, they were a playoff team both last year, and the Guardians snuck in, and both of those two teams dropped out. Mm-hmm. They're beating the hell out of each other, where it was like, well, and we said it like a month ago, well, looks like one of those teams is going to make it, and the other two who don't aren't even going to make the wild card because they're so far down there. So, yeah. So we'll see what uh, what has in store for game two. Uh, next Monday, when we record with Alex, we'll be talking Dodgers. So we'll see if they're moved on to the championship series or if they have been eliminated. Uh, yeah, I would probably say that they get all five of those games in by the time Monday hits. So, yeah, so we'll, so stay tuned for that for sure. Uh, let's do NASCAR. So, uh, so sad. <laughs> sad. I mean... I was sad and pissed off and sad again, but yeah, I'm wearing my Kyle Larson Jersey. Um, you know, we say goodbye to Kyle Larson. Um, he just, uh, made a mistake. You know, it's like, it's NASCAR playoffs is you make that one mistake, you DNF or or whatever, or you finish, 
five laps down and boom, sure enough, what he loses up by like two spots. Right. So now we move on to the round of eight uh, to Las Vegas and then to Miami and then to the paperclip in Martinsville. And then finally, we finish off the season in Phoenix. So four more races to the season uh, first with the Charlotte Roval. What say you guys? I well, am not why, a fan of that track, but why was Larson even in that position? Because of the uh, position he finished at in Talladega the week before, right? It's like, dude, like, that's why I was so – dude, I've been watching this, dude. I'm telling you, these damn races, anything could happen. You got to, like, get points. And then I heard an interview by well, Logano. he did get points. He finished third in the first stage. Larson, he was in first place the final yeah, lap of the first stage. Didn't he finish, like – didn't he finish well, like yeah, 18? Well, that's what happens at super speedways. You're in first place, and all of a sudden you pick the wrong lane, and now you're in 25th that's in what a happens. matter of two laps. It's that's what happens. <laughs> Talked about that last week. That's the worst. That's what happens at road courses, though, too, I guess, because Logano said I, – I heard an interview, and Logano said I didn't think I was – I didn't think that going – or that staying out to get the first stage win was going to cost me that much the rest of the race. Like, it's like you can't pass on that track. It wasn't. No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? It's like impossible. Unless, it's unless like, you're Cole Custer and you just drive into people like a jackass. <laughs> these these next gen cars were supposed to be kind of, I think they said, oh, you talk to some of the uh, conspiracy theorists and whatnot. Oh, they just wanting to build these cars. They wanted to build a new car so they could make it more of a road course. They want to be on road courses now and attract all these other outsiders and all these <laughs> you mean other all these man- F1 fans. Yeah, and manufacturers and whatnot, right? So um, they made a, this next gen car supposedly to be more kind of like road course worthy, if you will. And I think it's been n- nothing but that, right? I think that last year, like I think that the road courses that we had on the other car, the prior car. You know, we had we had that Blaine that Blaney race right on that first Roval, wasn't it? Was it or was it Chase who won the first? I think it was Blaney that won the first uh, Roval race, and Chase has had a crazy uh, finish there, I think as well. Well, we I feel like we've had good races there, but not with this next gen car. It didn't really show, and it's not just this track. I think that the road courses in general haven't been that great with this next gen car. But um, right, I mean. Yeah. You know, and then that's and Kyle Larson's been one of those drivers who, like, you see the difference. It's night and day. You know, he had two wins this year. He he had ten wins last year. You know, like you see all these playoff races. You know, he won at Texas last year. He won here at the Roval. You know, you know, he just won all those races and he just kind of just slingshot him into the into rounds and rounds and rounds. Like you even saw like at the beginning of this round, like when I went to the this race in Vegas last year, he had just won the Roval. So I was like, he had enough points. He was like, he, he could have DNF'd in two out of the next three races and he probably still would have made it into Phoenix. Right. But this year he made a mistake. He didn't do well enough in the other races. Right. That's that's what they always say is how important getting stage points and getting, you know, it's finishing well in those regular season races helps out. And boom, sure enough, his toe toe thing went out or whatever. So he went down like a handful of laps to try to repair that. He got back on the track and sure enough, he loses by two friggin' spots. You know, like it's just, it's, game it's like the worst luck you wanna, too. You want to see like a game of inches, a game of inches, like in all these other sports, that's like a game of inches right there. Like all season leads up to one thing happening and you finish by, you lose up by two spots. That's like the like, worst oh luck for Larson, God. especially with how good he was last season. And just the, like, I'm sure he's pissed at himself a little bit and just like, he said that hell? he made a mistake. 
he overdrove it and he he uh you know fishtailed into the wall and then ended up messing up something in there it was a toe toe line or toe something toe I'm sorry. link yeah toe link toe those link, have yeah. been break those have been breaking actually NBC has been showing it on that little uh that 3D mm-hmm. uh, cutout whatever car that they that's have. pretty freaking dope when they do that shit. It NBC, is dope. NBC was way better than Fox at that this year for sure. Yeah, Mark called it after that first race. Even during that first race on NBC, where it was like, "Do you guys do this?" and I was like, "Whoa, that animation's sick." Yeah, so, they've been they've been spot on. Congratulations to the animation and uh, team over there at NBC. Right. Way better, way better than Fox. But I don't think Disney owns Fox Sports, so. That's why uh, Disney hasn't been able to put their guys on that yet. Right. But nope. <laughs> Larry McReynolds is going to be working with Disney guys pretty soon. Anyway, but anyway, um, but if 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 Byron doesn't re- get that penalty rescinded and get those twenty five points back, are we in this position as well? Or does right. uh, I think Larson gets in right because Byron I'm wouldn't have got sure. in, and I'm pretty sure it would have saved Larson. So kind of. Um, Mr. Hendrick there gives up. Uh, he uh, gives up one of his drivers. Slays of, one mean, of. His, I mean, two of them. You know, if you want to count Bowman, uh, right? So, I mean, either way, it looks like he would have lost two drivers: Bowman and Byron, or Bowman and Larson. So, just Byron's curious. strong though. Byron's strong, and you know what? I'm gonna be scared of those two Hendrick cars if they both get to Phoenix. I'll tell you that much. Because they'll work together. I mean, it'll be like work, a one. They're two, just like, Byron's no. Byron's not a chump, you know. Um, Byron will still pay back Joey Logano for what happened in that Darlington race, the first one this season. Right. Um, you know, so Logano not safe there if him he's tussling with a uh, uh Byron I, if they get yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd play it safe in Vegas and Miami. I think it was a desperation where he kind of had to win. Maybe he'd do something crazy at Martinsville. You know, short track racing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> hella ugly. Freaking. Ben- <laughs> Speaking of Denny Hamlin, uh, he won the race at Vegas that I went to with our buddy Forrest uh, last year, where it finished off in the night. So not a really good ending to my experience at the Vegas Motor Speedway. But uh, what do you guys say about this weekend? We're we going to expect some of the same. You know, it's getting what, down what? to the nitty gritty. Probably. Um, I, I wouldn't think. Now I I don't want to hold my breath here and and say it before it happens, but I would think that not many non-playoff drivers are now winning the rest of the season. I think we're going to see one of eight to finish, to, to win these next four races. Chase about think. to keep this momentum going, boy. I would think, right. Yeah. Right. We're not, so we're not getting a 20 for the record on the year? I don't think so. 20 I'm would a, make it a record. I would vote no. Give me odds on it just sticking at 19, and I would think I would take that. So what? Uh, here we go for especially Mark, but what racer would make it 20 if you were to guess? Laney. Oh yeah, right. The, 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 the a driver who doesn't have a damn win. Truex, no. Truex is just too. He's he's through. He's, he's through it he's in. Done. He's done. He's done. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Blaney. Probably. That's not, and Blaney. Blaney's been performing pretty good, and his points have been pretty good, even though he doesn't have a win. You're right. He can definitely right. win. He's good at Vegas he, as well. He is the poster child this year of just getting points and finishing really good throughout the whole being just being consistent throughout a whole season and putting yourself in a position where you don't have to finish um well in the later race, races. You can afford, you know what I'm saying? Like he just was consistent. And, the, and this year. he didn't and, win, but he just got in on points. You just kept like kept wondering to yourself, what the hell? Like Chase has got like four wins before last week. 
like, you know, he, and he's only a handful of points above, or he, he's even below at one point, you know, uh, Blaney, how the hell did that happen? Well, Mr. Consistent, I guess. And this is, and this is the money round now, because you got to remember, yeah. it's not, it's not knockout four and then knockout one or two, it's knockout four and the next four going for a championship. So mm-hmm. one guy that I think is going to have to fight hard is Ross Chastain. Uh, he hasn't been as dominant as he was prior, but, uh, you know, Briscoe, he had to barely make it in. I don't know if he's going to have it to make it to the next round. I don't know if, like I said, Chastain, um, even a Hamlin, man, Hamlin's going to have to run pretty good because I'll tell you what I think Blaney, Logano, Byron, Chase, I think those guys are going to be, you know, pretty tough to, you know, to beat and to try to, you know, get points over. So, well, we'll see, right. man. Anything could happen. I love this sport. It's mm-hmm. freaking been great. They're doing a great job of uh, trying to get more eyes on it. And I applaud NASCAR for what they've been trying to do. Um, I've been hearing that the betting handle, if you will, uh, there's a lot of more podcasts there's more information out there for people who want to bet nascar but hey i'll tell you what who was the first one to start talking about betting on nascar man it was right here 2019 when this podcast first kicked off so uh we've been doing about we've been we've been about that life talking about nascar and matchups and whatnot um but it's fun, dude, but I'm I'm excited that the handle's getting bigger, more people, more you know, betting brings eyes to it, obviously, and uh, we'll see, man. But who else is in it, or who are the other two drivers I'm missing, Mike? I said Hamlin, Blaney, Logano, Chase, Byron, Chastain, Briscoe, and who else? It's um, uh, you want to say um, let me see. I'm trying to pull it up right now too. Uh, slow right now. No. You say Blaney, right? Blaney, Lugano, Chase, Tyler Reddick's out, Cindric's out, Bell, Christopher Bell. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Bell. Bell that's right, because Bell yeah, got the Bell, win. Daniel Suarez just, oh god, Bell, Daniel Suarez what a is save. out. Right. I can't believe and we then, didn't bring that up. I can't think of it. Did you already say eight, right? Yeah, Lugano. I think so. Blaney, Logano, Hamlin, uh, you have Chastain. Elliot. Yeah, you, you named them all. I'm looking at the screen right now. Yeah. Chase Logano, Chastain, Bell, Blaney, Byron, Hamlin, Briscoe. Okay. Um, I mean, I would say, so, I mean, Logano has a great shot. He's got a lot of races under his belt here, 18 with two wins. Um, you know, as far as the current drivers right now, he's got the best average finish of a top 10. Him and Larson are the only two people, uh, drivers who can say that, actually. Um Watch out, watch out for Bell, bro. I ain't gonna lie. He's been pretty damn good. And look, sometimes you need a little bit of luck to go your way to win these things. And dude, for him to come and win that race, dude, and that he needed to win, that was the only way he'd advance and he did it. I love when that happened. That was, that was how that dude, that was how Logano won his championship, right? In 2018 at Martinsville when he came off that corner, when he came off that corner with Truex and he had. He had to beat Truex. If he didn't beat right. Truex, he didn't advance the championship uh, race. He beats mm-hmm. Truex on that last corner, overpowers him, bam, gets into the championship race and wins it, dude. Sometimes that's all you need, dude. And watch out for Bell. He's good at he's good at all these tracks coming up too. I'm not gonna lie. 
Yeah, I mean, he's got, you know, he's only, he's got like a 20th, you know, average finish in the five races. But then again, some of these driver averages, all these stats thrown out there, it's with the, it was with a different car, right? So you just never know. So a couple of these guys right now. But you know it. Bell's been good this year, right? Right. No, I know. I mean, and he won the Daytona Road Course last season, so it wasn't a surprise to me that he was up there and he won the Roval. It's a very similar course. You know, we got road courses mixed in with, you know, the the the, the mile and a half or whatever that Charlotte is. So, and, I mean. And, and JGR is, you know, JGR puts all their focus into those two cars now, you know. Yep. Oh, yeah. The so other watch cars. Out, so watch are, out for JGR this Sunday because Denny Hamlin won this race last year. So. Be very, very careful. But Logano has two wins in the last. He has the two wins all time, and both those wins are within the last seven races. So, so we'll see. I, I like I, I like guys. Blaney this weekend. I do. I like that. Okay. Okay. He's got a decent finish. He's got three top fives, four top tens over the last seven races there. So he's been consistent there for sure. I think we have to push for Blaney. No, you guys brought him up. You gotta get that twentieth winner, bro. Mm-hmm. And right. he just wants he wants a win, dude. I don't. Right. Ha, ha, has Blaney ever been to the championship race? No, I don't think he has. Huh? I don't think so. If he yeah. has, it's been once, but I don't think so. And that's what I'm saying. A win would propel him get his first. What a way! What a way to get your first win of the season. The one that propels you into the championship race. Right. You know, no, after true. after a dire looking season. So man. <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, that was what. Two years ago when Chase won was what Keselowski, Hamlin, and Logano were the other three. Yes. And, last, and then last year Chase was in it with Larson. And was it Logano also or no? I don't think Logano don't was think in Logano it. I think Hamlin was in it again last year Hamlin also. Hamlin was in it again. Yeah. And then I forgot who the other one was. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe Truex. I think my Truex might have been the other, mm-hmm. the fourth racer. It was like Hendricks versus JGR. So we'll see. We definitely see. Um, Years and years ago, when I first chose Kyle Larson to be my favorite driver, it was a toss-up between him and Blaney. So, hey, I am a Ryan Blaney for now <laughs> the next four races. So go for it. I mean, Penske, when you go, go Ryan Blaney. When you star in Cars, uh, you're part of the you're part of the mouse. You're part of the mouse. <laughs> That's right. Also, you're part of. Also in um, what's it called? Um, oh yeah, Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yep. <laughs> when so, you're yeah. part of when you're part of Disney, you're part of the Bielas. okay cool so on to now the final sport we have college and nfl uh, football so i mean we can talk about you know a specific game (laughs) a specific play a specific act you know for hours but um let's start with college let's just kind of i don't want to say get it out of the way but you know college is gonna be fun college has been college has been real fun i like uh I like what UCLA has been doing. The Pac-12, to tell you the truth, the South, looking pretty decent, man. USC mm-hmm. doing their thing with Lincoln Riley. Uh, of course, uh, Whittingham is doing his thing with Utah. A huge game, obviously, coming up this week with Utah being, what, three, three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're in uh, Provo. Or is it – where is that? Uh, or, yeah. No, they – no, they don't play in Provo. That's a BYU. They play in Utah. Salt Lake City. Yeah, Salt Lake City. yeah they're in the yeah. or whatever. USC, Utah is going to be a monster matchup, man. That's yeah, going to be a, a beautiful game. A little bit of cloud, 66 degree weather. There's nothing, you know, yeah. That's crazy. Utah there's literally, three and a half. Yeah, there's literally three games on this 
schedule that I think everyone's going to watch, and it's going to be that USC-Utah, that Tennessee hosting Alabama. I'm hoping there's going to be something there. And I even think Michigan hosting Penn State, another monster matchup. That's a top 10 matchup. I think Penn State's ring 10, if I'm not mistaken. Five and ten, yeah. I mean, that I think that I think if you I would choose a game that would not be close, it'd be Michigan and Penn State. I I think that Michigan's going to handle Penn State, or you know, you never know. I, you know, it, it could go. I don't know. That's tricky though. But another good one I think is Clemson going down there to Tallahassee. They're going to go play them Florida boys, them North Florida boys out there. So, dude. Right. I mean, it's going to be State, a good yeah, game, dude. Right. Florida State hasn't been worth a shit in the last couple of years, but they do play spoiler every now and then. But they've been playing good now. They got their boy, Mike Norvell, I believe. Uh, dude, he's been doing pretty good for them. He's going to start turning that uh, program around. And I actually, to tell you the truth, I, I I might be looking at Florida State this week, plus the points, dude. Yeah, get, if, getting three uh, and a half points uh, uh, at home, you know? Little home dog, uh, yeah. ACC matchup again, 15 NC State visits 18th Syracuse. So we got some good, you know, top 25 matchups over in the SEC. Mississippi State 16th visits Kentucky, number 22. Yeah, I mean, it's, Kentucky desperately needs a win in the SEC. They're one and two. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good, it's a good weekend. Uh, a fishy line that's even crept up. I think it opened up a little bit lower, closer to seven. But Kansas, number 19, over at unranked. Oklahoma with Mr. Almost 10. (laughs) How is that possible when, uh, you know, five in one Kansas, but I don't know what's the name, but Oklahoma could, uh, kind of get their stuff back together this week and put a little trounce in on Kansas here now. So, uh, be weary of that line. Be weary of that line is all I got to (laughs) say. Oklahoma needs to get it back together because that Red River rivalry was definitely a bloodbath for them. Oh, they God. got destroyed by Texas. So, I mean, at home, you kind of like got house money. You play versus Kansas, a little bit of a trap game for Kansas. And Oklahoma, I mean, they do get good kids over there, good recruits. And I wouldn't be surprised in a weird way if Oklahoma came out and beat them. Yeah, what about that Big 12 matchup? Undefeated teams, Oklahoma State visits TCU. It's 8 versus 13. That's going to be a great game. You it read my to, mind. It sucks, man. All these games are on Mr. Saturday. I got to work. Mr. Mr. Sonny Dykes takes over Mr. Gary Patterson to lead the Horn Frogs here. And Sonny Dykes, obviously, you guys know him from his days at Cal with his air raid offense. Uh, really doing a great job here. Uh, TCU minus four. Ah, dude, that's a tough game. Maybe a stay away from me, but uh, if I could yeah. get TCU closer to three, I'd probably be thinking about taking a TCU team there at home. I will say that most of these games, like the most of these, you know, the good matchups are like right around the time I'm going to be waking up. So the 12:30. So let's say I wake up at 1:30, so I can get on the couch before halftime of the Alabama, Tennessee, Oklahoma State, and TCU. So hopefully those games are going really well. I will be sleeping through Penn State, and Michigan. And like right about the time I'm leaving for work, that's USC and Utah, baby. So yeah, it's not going to be that bad of a, you know, excuse, sorry for the squeak. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good game. Good day of watching some football. I actually get to sneak some college in before Sunday. What, what about is this Sunday? Yeah, I'm taking a week off, bro. I, that's just too much on my head. My team doesn't even play. I'm, yeah, but we'll get an NFL in a minute. What about this game, though? Arkansas, an SEC team, the backs, the Woosie Pig or whatever, what do they call them? 
they have a name for them. Wuha or yeah, I forgot. I'll look it up. But the Arkansas Razorbacks going to BYU. That, now they're going to Provo. That's Provo right there. That's going to be a fun matchup, dude. That's something you don't see every day. Just an no, independent team hosting that SEC team. Um, and, you know, both teams aren't no jokes this year either. They're not world beaters, but that's going to be a really, really fun matchup in my opinion. Right. I think that for some reason, I feel like the tide has been turning a little bit on Pac-12, hopefully. I think they have a new uh, direct, um, uh, commissioner or whatever, uh, uh, the Pac-12, uh, what do you call them? The commissioner, right? Or the Pac-12? I don't know. if they, I think they have a new one. I'm not mistaken. But hopefully he starts to turn the conference around. I know some teams want to leave to Big Ten and whatnot. LSU at Florida looks like it's going to be a pretty decent game. Uh, Mississippi State at Kentucky. Of course, the yearly Stanford at Notre Dame. But yeah, we'll see, dude. Uh, I kind of like the card this week. I'm not going to lie. Some fun matchups. Not saying a lot of, a lot of bets can be won because I think it's going to be tricky, but a lot of fun games to watch. That's for sure. For sure, man. So let's get into it. Um, rounding out the Common Boogies podcast, NFL Week 5, and going into Week 6, just a another another week of just bad, like, you know, just with the contest and with the freaking Raiders and stuff. I mean, Mark, you finally have a bad week over there on the contest. You know, you do four straight weeks of three and one, you know, Pull the old the old reverse card and Uno, and you get a one and three this week. Sean, you said you were three and one this week, so that's pretty good. I think it's like two and two or three and one. I know I for right. sure lost that Tampa game that we both lost. And of course, you know the the negative part of betting against your team when they're the underdog is I bet the Chiefs minus seven and a half, and of course my team loses and I lose the bet. So instead uh. of going two and two, you know, I go one and three. So if we're checking the leaderboard right now for our comic bookie super contest, Mark, you're still in the lead, but not by the four or five wins like last, uh, like last week, you're 13 and seven. And, um, I don't know who this is, but lurk boys, <laughs> lurk boys has 12 wins. Uh, and two other that's people. Marissa's uncle TJ. That's how really, uh, really? Yeah, he's, lurk. He, he's always lurking, man. Yeah, he's lurking yeah. right now. Yeah, I got I need it. Mark's ass right now. I need another sure. three in one week. Let's get back. Get off. Get back off the snide boy. Yeah, hey, so, he falls he right into the podcast, too, because he's definitely a big sports gambler, too, Mark. So he's right up your alley as well, man. So it's not it's no uh, it's no surprise that he's up there. And then one of our guys over at work, he has 11 wins. And then Sean's second account, Chad Powers, he's uh, he has 11 wins. Is that a family member, Sean? You know what? I think it is, actually. I think that is uh, my cousin Chad from, I want to say, North Carolina. <laughs> okay. Good That's old cool. Chad. Hey, good. Are we going to visit him next Damn, week? Damn, your there cousin from North Carolina is in the contest? Oh, Damn, Chad. Man, I know I threw it out there. Yeah, I believe so. Sean, Sean, you're only three wins away from Mark. You have 10 wins. So nice job Jeez. on that one. See what I mean? That these contests, you one week, bro. You feel it's like it's a you're marathon, pulling, bro. It's a marathon. It's just crazy. It just seems how like it's so weird to me how you feel like you could be pulling away and you just have one week, mm-hmm. and it just it feels like it snowballs. Like I said, watch my next week is gonna be two and two, two and two, one and three, three right. and one, two and two, one and three. It's like, yeah. dude, if you don't keep the three and ones up. 
at least and get like a four and zero here and there. It's like, ah, uh, yep. It's, it's and my foreign. wife, my wife and my mom are only a game behind me. So yeah, that's how my season's going so far. So <laughs> I'm about ready for January. <laughs> if you do that in front of you, Mike, Marissa wants to know how many wins she's at. She knows she had just a she, blistering week last week. She's uh also at six. So my mom, oh, Danielle, okay, she's and Marissa, they're all at six wins, one game behind myself. So and you know what? I mean, there's still four games for me. You know, seven from Mark. That's why I tell her, like, dude, you have two to three good weeks. It's oh, yeah. just hang around. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, that's what I did last year, right? When it was just us three. How I had like two zero oh, and four weeks, but then like I had two two or three straight four and zero oh weeks. It was like two or three straight straight four and zero oh weeks, and then sure enough, it came down to the last goddamn wow. game of the season. That was pretty cool. One for the ages. Don't know if we'll ever kind of get that. So. Let's get into the actual games, ladies and gentlemen. We start off with, I don't even know how this is an even line, but the Bears are at home against the the Commanders. Mark has another name for them, which we can't utter on this podcast, but the Bears are an even at home against the Commanders. Is someone not playing? Someone has to be not playing. Like half the squad is not playing. Uh, From who? From the Bears. Uh, Why? You think they should be favored more? They're at home against the Commanders and even yeah, money. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Come, oh, that's scary to me. <laughs> Those are just two bad game, bad teams right there. I mean, Carson Wentz. Two and zero at home. I mean, they beat the 49ers and somebody else <laughs> at home. So, I mean, I don't know. The 49ers look like world beaters with their number one defense in the in the league. They, you know, they fin- they visit the unfriendly confines of the Atlanta. Trap Park. game though, five and a half. It's that second game that we're on the East Ooh, Coast. We stayed in yeah, we stayed in Youngstown. Who knows if Bose right. is gonna play? I think Jimmy Ward broke his hand like the third play he plays of the season. He's probably gonna be out. Oh, Obviously Mosley towards ACL. I think it's one of those excuse games that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people sit. Kind of like that like the the New York games last year, right? Like, didn't you, all that injuries happened, and then like the next that week was we played two York, two like years ago we played New York, and that was when Solomon Thomas tore his ACL. Was that three years ago? And then Bosa tore his ACL. I think it was two plays later. It, it, it was just oh. like, how the hell did that happen? Right. And everyone was yeah. complaining about the stupid field turf. Uh, what's your guys' opinion on that? I was gonna bring it up. Like, forget the whole Niner thing, because I actually heard Kittle. And I think that that was the only time I heard, like, okay, that makes sense. I forget, like, oh, I don't know if we're going to play on that. We just get hurt. That's right. stupid. But you actually heard athletes, like, I think we just want consistency in terms of the surface we play on. You're already in the challenge of playing in different stadiums, different fan bases and stuff. But players probably just want a consistency of just the field turf. But then you think of, here's an example, Atlanta plays on turf. That's their home. You don't right. see them always getting hurt. Right. Unfortunately, what happens to the Niners, they go and get her. It just happens on a turf field. I just think it's just the way the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. I mean, there's a lot of force on those bodies from the mm-hmm. minute they're in a freaking three-point stance and they fucking accelerate. I mean, anything can happen, bro. We all know that. I, I mean, I mean, look what happened. I mean, it's the same thing like with Bo Jackson. Remember he, when, when, how he got hurt and his life has, has never been the same since. He is so powerful that he, like, tore whatever in his hip. He was just going. He kept going forward against Cincinnati, and it was it was just one of the craziest things. How in that thirty for thirty, how they show that he is so strong, that he kind of did it to himself, right? It was it was just that was the negative of him being so strong, and his body just kept going, right? When someone's right there, like a brick wall, trying to stop you. So I mean, yeah, it's 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 very unfortunate because you never want you know 
you know, have that excuse of, oh, we didn't do this because, oh, you know, it's it's always the coulda, woulda, shouldas, right? Like, Mark, you said that the Raiders are, you know, their uh, differentials, like, what, minus five, I think? Their point differential mm-hmm. totals, like, minus five, and they're one and four, you know, it's just like... Every loss by six or less, I believe, I've seen. It, it's right. crazy. You know, so, I mean, you know, and then I think uh, what uh, Josh Jacobs is, what, third in the league in rushing, Devontae's top eight in receiving, uh, Mad Max is tied for first in sacks, you know, like all those, you know, accolades and stats and stuff. And then mm, one in four, you know, it's so it's, it's it sucks. But that's what kind of gives like has to give you hope, bro. It really does, especially with the extra playoff spots. The thing is, bro, like I've been saying it like one and three, one and four, same shit to me. I, I still see them as a playoff team. They're right. a team that prior they probably hit the best time for a bye week because you can look at that team and just say, right. hey. We're a good football team. There's no doubt about it. We could have won every freaking game if it wasn't for that one bad call or just straight up you just kind of like take accountability. Like we just were one play away. Maybe we missed a play and it's just like, dude, the run game is playing good. The pass game is playing good. The defense, believe it or not, is actually not playing that bad. It really actually isn't playing that bad. And with that pass rush from Crosby, dude, you guys haven't got shit out of Jones yet. Chandler. And imagine when he gets going. So it's just like he played that... well. He played really oh, well. Yeah, Sunday, yeah. with the exception of yesterday playing. I mean, he's getting pressure. He's getting pressure all day. But with the exception of yesterday, he hasn't been doing a damn thing. No, so yeah. once you get the team like, hey, let's just get healthy, get the hammy of Waller back, you know, get that thing going. It's like, dude, you can make a run, hit a two, three win game, you know, streak, and dude, this team's right back in the playoff hunt. So. And their schedule doesn't look that difficult uh, going forward, Sean. I mean, you're right. Uh, I'd you just say, went to Kansas City and lost by one. How, how much harder is it going to get than that? There's not a team that I would look on that schedule for the Raiders and say, oh, yeah. it's going to get worse for us. But fuck you. Sorry. They got, the Tex- <laughs> they, got, they got the Texans at home, actually, when they come back off the bye. So if you don't win that game, right, so hopefully you're 2 and win that game, I'm freaking done. And then you're off. You're off. You're off to the Saints. Where that <laughs> I'm done. You got. You're going against your old bo- your old pal Dennis Allen there. You know. So I'd say yeah. that's winnable. Um, yeah. I mean. And then I mean, to the Jaguars, and we saw what they could do against freaking uh, weak ass Texans. So man, I don't right. know. Right. I mean, man. I mean, they they uh, beat the snot out of. Indianapolis, they go and, and win a hard-fought game on the road in L.A., and then they come home and, and, and lay an egg. It's, you know, it's kind of like what, what the Raiders have been doing, too, you know? It's like, oh, you know, you, you get all the extra playoff spot that Sean said and all this and that, and you have the playoff roster. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just losing teams find ways to lose. It's just like it's been the same story from, for most of my uh, watching career, but you know, I mean, I know most of these people who watching are listening to podcasts, right? I mean, since the late '90s, right? You know, so I mean, enough of me whining over my team. I know most of these fans, or at least a lot of them, don't even like the Raiders. So let's do the, some of these other games. I mean, when, <laughs> when I'm looking at the card here, when I'm looking at the games, uh, the Raiders being on a buy, and let's ride. You know cornball ass uh, Russell Wilson on Monday Night Football besides a handful of games like Sunday night with Dallas and Philadelphia and then Bills and Chiefs I could literally take a day off watching football (laughs) bro looking at this card the only thing that stands out to me that I think is uh, I'm actually happy this team lost last week because the spread is what I would hope it would be 
Green Bay at home, minus seven versus the Jets. I don't care if the Jets are three and two. The Jets, to me, are still the Jets. Yeah, but the Packers at home couldn't cover a 10-point spread against a third-string quarterback in New England. So I, I, the Packers are on, on my death list. Uh, I won't pick them the rest of the year. I wouldn't be surprised. That's all, that's all it took for you. That's all it took. Oh, One. That's it. That's it. It's freaking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they had to go to overtime against, against me. Do we see the Giants as like maybe the worst four and one team? Like believe it or not, the Ravens are just minus five in New York. It's like minus five. Are you kidding me? But the only thing is you do got to respect at least the record of the Giants. Like they're that coach man is awesome by the way. Oh, He's yeah. so energized. I'm all about that. But yeah, I don't he, know, even, he even made me want to get off the couch and go do a chore after watching him freaking pumped up. You know. Um, I'm surprised the NFL didn't want to flex out Cowboys, Eagles for Bills and Chiefs. But man, well, I mean, Cowboys is still Sunday night. Yeah, Sun- Sunday night still gets four and one, five and zero. I mean, that's right. I mean, but Sunday night still gets better ratings than Monday night. So, I mean, I know it's ESPN, but no, Sunday night football is the game, right? You, like you, they don't flex into Thursday. They don't flex into Monday night. They flex into Sunday night. When everyone is like, you know, a whole day of like, the, you know, now it's like if it's not my team, my team's already played. They've either won or lost, but at least I can just sit down the final couple hours of my day before I go off to work on Monday morning is Sunday Night Football. To me, that's the best game of the week, and it looks like it to be this this week. I don't know. Like, when are the Cowboys going to come down to earth? Like, when is that time where Cooper Rush is not going to win his fifth, his sixth, his seventh straight game? You know, like if Philly is Philly really going to run the table and go 16 and 0? Probably not. But I mean, this is another game, right? That's an ugly five, Mark. Like you don't, you always talk about that ugly five. What do you think about this game? And how do you go into? Let's profile a couple of these games because I do want to get Bills and Chiefs too. I think the Eagles are kind of on a hot streak right now. I don't see them losing to the Cowboys, but the Cowboys have been respectable. I'll tell you that much. Uh, right. They got the what Good is defense. that the OC too, uh Kellen or Kellen Moore right I think that's the OC the offensive coordinator mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I he might be even in the running for the Panthers job I've been hearing um, oh wow yeah so I don't know dude I like the Cowboys I like Rush do they got enough to go into the city of brotherly love and walk out of there with a W uh, I don't know but that line is a little bit fishy. I think if the Cowboys are going to win, I think it'd have to go over 42 and a half. Uh, so I kind of like that over if I'm going to parlay it with the Cowboys. But I can see the Eagles winning here, but I don't know if it's by f- going to be more than five. If if this yeah. line if this line pushes up and I can get Cowboys at six, six. I, I, yeah. I'd be looking at Cowboys. Yeah, because it's usually because I think I'm not I'm not sure, but I think historically it's always a close game between these two. Because right? as mu- as as much as uh, like Coop- final play, like oh the Cowboys are only you know uh, yeah. as much as Cooper Rush coming back down to earth. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to have a coming back down to earth game as well. You know <laughs> but that I team mean? is so complete. Though. That's the only thing about the Eagles. Jalen Hurts can have a kind of end game, and the run game is playing good. Miles Sanders, that Eagles defense is really, really good. So that's the only thing I'll say about the Eagles. Like they've definitely established themselves as an offense, defense, and special team. They're a complete team. 
I mean, Jalen Hurts is just balling out of his mind. There's no doubt. So I'm with you. He's going to at some point maybe have one of those and games, but they have enough, you know, on the back end of it to kind of pick up the slack. Right. Yeah, some ugly lines. You know, I mean, I know that the Panthers just lost their coach too, but the Rams minus 10 and a half, I don't know. They're no. on there. That might be on the death list too. I mean, with uh, no, but, with no Baker Mayfield either. With no with noodle arm over there. I don't. That's, that's what happened bad. to him? He's hurt. I think he sprained his foot. So I think they said it's about a two to six week. But I mean, they're gonna probably drag it on as long as they can and wait for Darnold to come back. I mean, Baker. I've been saying I hate Baker. I can't stand him. His mouth doesn't cash the checks that he thinks he can. Right. Darnold. Like, right. Yeah. He's just and then he's getting asked questions. He's he's all cocky with his answers. Like oh, yeah, he's a jackass. Tampa Bay with the same BS number pretty much again. I'm if the, another number. If this thing ticks up closer to nine, I'd probably be looking at the Steelers here, man. Brady stuffs in his head. Giselle's in his head. The team's mm-hmm. the team's good, but Antonio I think Brown's in his head. If yeah, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I th- didn't. I think bed too. Didn't Tampa oh Bay? Didn't Tampa Bay play three straight home games? Like. Green Bay, and then I think Kansas City, and then uh, Atlanta. Haven't they been at home for yeah. like three straight games? And now they have to go on the road to Pittsburgh laying this big number. I'm not going to lie, guys. I might be looking at the Steelers here. Now, two is out still, right? Tua can't Ooh. do any football activities for like at least another week, I think. So, uh, and I Bridgewater, don't. I think. I think Bridgewater is actually out too. He has a concussion, I think, as well. Oh, I don't care. 81 degrees and humid down there in Miami. Give me, give me <laughs> we the can be the quarterback. Give it me don't the matter. Against freaking jackass Kirk Cousins. Give me that. Yeah. Oh, I don't see Kirk Cousins. I might say it now. The Dolphins at home against the Vikings, they still have a bomb roster. So, whoever they plug and play in there at the quarterback position. Oh, I might. I Home might dog Miami, that. put on the board, baby. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. I don't really, yeah, you, dude. I don't see Kirk Cousins performing that good down there in that heat. I kind of mm-hmm. like that. He's due for a bad one, bro. That's not. He's that's due. not. That, that's not a matchup you see often. I don't think the Vikings are too used to having to go play down there in South Florida. No, I mean, you know, like nowadays with the eight with the eighteen week schedule, they might be the random matchup, but. If, if that's not the case, they only play each other once every four years, and then sometimes it's not even in Miami, right? Mm-hmm. So it could have been it could have been eight years ago that the Vikings were in Miami. You know, last time they could you know flip flop it, right? So the Vikings could have been at home the last time they played the, the Dolphins. So who knows? But uh, as we round out football and the podcast, guys, you want to give maybe one of the contest picks or something that you're kind of leaning towards at least at this point in the week. I know it's early. It's Tuesday. The lines just got released on, on, uh, on our site for the contest, but you know, something that you want to really dive into as far as handicapping and maybe making, uh, pulling the trigger on something. I think the giants finally, I I think the giants finally become the giants that we all kind of think they are. I think they're a little overachieving. I'm, I'm happy they're winning some games. They're becoming a better team. Again, we all love the coach and the energy they're instilling in that team. But I think Lamar is going to cook this week in New York. And that Big Apple is uh, going to take a bite out of it for sure this week. So let's go with Baltimore minus five. Hey, well, you know what? He's not at home. So, you know, Lamar is going to do good. You know, he's not going to make a bonehead, you know, mistake or whatever. So, all right, Mark, what about you? I'm already taking my, my, my fins, my fins. I already told you, brother. Uh-oh. Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, baby. Pittsburgh? What about what about Philly? Philly and Dallas, what do you think? 
Mm, I'll take Dallas. Ooh. Ooh. Cooper Rush has to lose at some point. We're going Philly. Fly Eagle Fly. And it's in Philly. Oh, I know that defense <laughs> travels, but man. Oof. Man. If the Cowboys were at home getting five, maybe, but they're on the road. Who knows? 59 degrees. It's a beautiful night out there. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, do the Bills keep flying high? And, you know, it's you know they're playing on a short week, you know, at home, the Chiefs. The Chiefs, and, bro, they're good, but that Bills team, <laughs> they're God, something man. Well, else, s- man. S- speaking of that, that was a freaking lock of the week, like, by far. And what course, kind of shit are we course, smoking? Right, like, how course, of not... L.A. Rams, I, I don't take New England. And I had a funny feeling about New England against Detroit. Now, of, of course, of course, they went 29 to freaking zero. That, that's like the epitome of, like, oh, they're due. Freaking Detroit averaging 30-something, 40-something games, and they go out and put up a goose egg. Right. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Right. So, uh, but it, I mean, nonetheless, whether I'm watching these games or not, I hope everyone else has fun watching these games. Um, but yeah, that's the NFL. That's football. That's sports. That's the freaking podcast. Episode 163 is done. Gentlemen, 163 hours. Right. Send us home. I think we're just short of two hours. So this is like we tell everyone when football season starts, mm-hmm. we might get into something like this. So guys, send us away. Episode 163, like Mark said, 163 hours, but no, all jokes aside, comic bookies collide in the world of sports and comics, and it's just so much fun. You guys see all this stuff, all the material, and we didn't even talk about the EPL. We didn't talk about the upcoming World Cup. We didn't get too far into the baseball playoffs, kind of just, you know, hovered over it. But then again, this is going to be a weekly thing, guys. Uh, all the contest nominees, the winners, thank you so much again for obviously uh, basically wanting to win some free stuff <laughs> that's really all it comes down to and thanks for just following us hopefully you guys start listening to us and become some loyal weekly listeners of the comic bookies podcast like mike said you know we'll do something hopefully around halloween or so and just keep checking us out guys we love you guys it's definitely a weekly thing we're not doing the bi-weekly for the time being with all the sports and all the comics coming out and yeah take time and check us out i think we should be live hopefully on youtube next week or the following week tweaking a couple sure. things up but definitely guys keep checking us out yes 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 and nba coming up to add on to that uh arsenal of sports as well um arsenal don't want to mention them this week as a liverpool fan but nonetheless <laughs> uh as always sean thank you for that we are brought to you by as always ti comics fremont california you guys want to get in contact with us you guys can always check us out like many have have for our giveaway on social media on instagram on twitter at the comic bookies if you want to write us an email tell us how much you love us send us some love or even just get an interview if you know anybody in the business connect them with us we would love to talk to them on your behalf at or the comic bookies at gmail.com is where you can find us and yes uh Good luck with all your bets and uh, good luck with uh, Halloween coming up. And if you're going to Disneyland, good luck with the hike prices that we didn't even talk about. But uh, yes, uh, going to cut this short because this has been long, but this has been 163. And thank you guys. And we love you. This has been TCB. All right. So just to round out the episode, France is back on the map. Thank you so much for all the downloads in France. And we oui, oui. round out. Yep, that's right. We oui, we. Oui. So the top five in the United States, we have, of course, San Francisco Bay Area, New York, 
Medford, Klamath Falls. I didn't know where it was. I'm so sorry. Keep downloading. But uh, the state of Oregon, thank you so much. The Valley over here, Sacramento, and rounding out the top five is El Paso, Texas. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode 163. Thank you so much for listening and supporting. Um, yeah, just we are wherever you can find your podcasts. You know, Apple, Google, if you have Android, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere. Just search us on the internet. So Mark and Prashan, this is Mike. This has been the Comic Bookies Podcast. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy the comics and enjoy each other. See you on next week when Alex from Treasure Island joins us. Peace. Ace and always enjoy each other and enjoy going better than one in three. Love you. Bye.